Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. Everybody, welcome to another uh, CXR podcast show. I'm Chris Hoyt, Kirk Rushworth, president and your host for the next 15 minutes or so, uh, where we're just going to talk about some stuff. Uh, but uh, luckily, we're going to do that with one of our favorite people in the space, Tara Doyle. You are today's guest. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. It is wonderful to see you. It's always great to have you on the show. Thank you. Good to be here. So, Tara, for those who do not have the privilege uh, of knowing who you are or ever having met you, why don't you give us the uh, quick escalator pitch uh, of sort of who you are, where you're at, what you do, and maybe how long you've been there? No, love it. So, yeah, I'm happy to be a part of this. So thank you again for the invite. So Tara Doyle, based out of Indianapolis, Indiana. I have spent the last, gosh, I need to re-add the years because I think I might be now at the 19 mark. Uh, So we'll say 18 plus years in talent acquisition space. Kind of in the Holy Trinity. I work for RPO agency. Most of my experience has been in corporate recruitment. Uh, I'm currently at Roche and uh, we are headquartered out of Basel, Switzerland. But again, I sit here in the Indianapolis space working remotely. I am the area of practice lead for recruiting across the Americas region. And I've now been at Roche for almost, it'll be four years in March. So time is moving on. So uh, yeah, it's been a good ride, but it's a space I love. That's why we were kind of talking about a hamster wheel earlier. Recruitment keeps going and going, and I keep coming back for more. Watch out for the pencils uh, (laughs) for anybody who missed the last podcast. Uh, So let me ask you, so you've been there four years, Mm -hmm. based out of Switzerland. Mm -hmm. How many chances have you had to go to Switzerland? Oh, man. Um, I'm fortunate and blessed to a lot. How much is a lot? I don't know. Maybe like... (laughs) Well, put it this way, I had eight global trips alone uh, the year before pandemic hit. So I'd say I've probably been over there about 10 times would be my guess. Best guess. Wow, I'm really jealous. I'd love to go. Yeah, it is gorgeous. If you haven't had a chance, I would highly suggest it. Europe is just pretty in general. But yeah, it's uh, it's really great location. There are a couple of pharmaceutical organizations that are based there. So it's a, a really good place to get some talent. That's great. So then I'm guessing in the last year or so, uh, things have changed. Yeah, just a little bit. In fact, it'll be two years in February since my last official business trip, which was to Switzerland, uh, funny enough. But yeah, so we're still in a place where, you know, we, not all of our affiliates are back to campus operations in terms of like receiving, say, guests. Uh, You know, we have just like most adapted to a virtual work environment and have done it incredibly successfully. Um, yeah, and I, I think it's there's a lot of benefits. And I know we have had conversations before Chris have been on panels of, you know, what did you learn and what's going to stick around? And there's just a whole lot that's going to stick around. But I missed the travel. I may have complained about it before, but I'm ready. I'm ready to get back on a plane. So get back on a plane. Yeah, let's go. So if you've got to, uh, instead of talking necessarily around just what's changed, because we all know that how we interview has changed, how we hire has changed, uh, things are still up in the air with regards to where and how we work. All of that sort of falls under the umbrella that I think is our our loose topic uh, for this conversation, that's transformation, right? Mm -hmm. So talk to me a little bit about what, what the term, especially within the world of TA, what the term transformation means to you, Tara. Yeah. For me, it's just really doing things in a, in a different way. So like keep, duh, right? 
it's probably a textbook answer, but thinking about ultimately what you want to achieve and finding a different way to get there that is, you know, some of the buzzwords, more efficient, more customer centric, uh, in a way that kind of maximizes your brand, in a way that utilizes tools and resources in a more networked way. But in general, it's it's getting there in a way that is more collective and together and, and showing up in a, in a different way. So it's everything from how you organize to um, what you use to obviously hire people in our space of talent acquisition, and really also how you engage with your other people in culture or HR partners, but most importantly, also the business. So it really is all around what kind of service delivery you want and how are you going to get there in a way that is better than how you do it today. So if I was to pare it down, that would be my, my explanation. Yeah, and Tara, I think since I've known you, uh, you've always been an agent of change, right? You've been mm-hmm. a fan of like being more awesome more quickly. Right. Uh, but the pandemic really turned the intensity knob all the way to the right. Yeah. Like it really fast forwarded stuff. Was there some um, was there some sticker shock? Was there was there really just a, sort of an adjustment period for you, or were you were like, all right, now now we're really getting it done? Did you did you jump right in, or was it like, oh my god, what's happening? Yeah, you know what? I think we jumped right in. And, you know, for me personally, I obviously kind of started this by saying I lived in Indianapolis. I've, with the exception of Roche, I've never worked for a company that's based where I sit. So I've been a, kind of a, a fan and have worked in that virtual way for quite some time. The change really is just the business hasn't necessarily operated that way. So hiring people without seeing them, um, you know, onboarding in a way that's virtual, they never come on campus. That, I mean, that was unique, I think, to the, the business, but it was something that everyone, there was no other way and people embraced it really quick and early. I think for us uh, and going through our own transformation journey, really the only difficulty we had is that you really, while you know you can work well in a virtual way, there are just still some elements that you really miss in getting kind of collective minds together in a room with a big old whiteboard and just kind of putting things down. Like there's still tremendous value of that. So I do think in the future state, finding the mix of that's going to be really incredibly important for us and for all companies. Yeah, it's been an interesting sort of, uh, I've had a, a number of conversations with leaders like you, and, and they have proven that they can absolutely work successfully 100% remote, mm-hmm. even if they don't want to all the time. Right. Uh, and even though there are instances where I think you're right, like I think a real whiteboard in a meeting is certainly different than, you know, this virtual, yeah. whether it's Teams or Zoom or, you know, 80 other, you know, sort of pop-ups that we've been using. Well, and the other thing I would say is, you know, for us and our own transformation, since we're really kind of breaking down what we call silos and barriers that were, you know, based on affiliate or location, and now if we're in this more global network, now you open up things like, hey, I've got two peers that run recruiting in other parts of the world, and we've got a 13-hour time difference. So how do you really accommodate that in a way uh, that has you sharp? I'm not the sharpest person at six in the morning, but I've had to become that. And just like, my peer Lily might feel the same way and she's having calls at nine or 10 at night. So it's, I think, finding the balance too. And that's, again, the luxury when you're in a room together, you take all of that away. So it's a little bit different, but that, that's one thing certainly that we're still working through is to make sure that you find the balance between getting work done and talking about the strategic elements you need to, while also ensuring you've got the kind of work-life balance with those time zone variances. What do you, what do you think you would tell yourself 20 months ago? Like if you could go back in time, knowing what you know now with regards to being an agent of change, with regards to transforming how the business runs, like what buckle up. I mean, is it that simple or what? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, probably so. I think, and when I think back, like 
you know, some of the like top three or four things that I've learned, change management is one of them. And again, I think people would say, well, of course, wouldn't you have expected that? Well, yes. But I think the level, um, even when people are on board and they're buying it, it's information overload. So like bringing them along in the journey and having them have the ability to co-create and really just finding yourselves where they're at. Uh, and it's not that you ignore that and people don't do that, but you need to be far more intentional. So I think it's really check in more frequently, um, ask more questions, really get those sounding board buy-ins at all different levels. That I think that could be helpful for anybody, but I like the seatbelt analogy because not only is transformation tough, but then like you said, it's all the other things with the pandemic and um, you know, COVID mandate vaccination, you know, all of the things that just adds into the mix of really how companies are needing to kind of react now and meet the talent where they're at. Yeah, it's a good point. Terry, you embody, I have a, I have a, um, a number of conversations, both Jerry and I do with up and coming leaders and leaders who are trying to make the jump right to a more senior role or those who are trying to break through into a director level role. And they're like, I'm doing cool stuff. I'm doing great work. And one of the things I think that we typically tell them is it's not enough to do great work. A director, a leader takes people with them yeah. on that journey. And I think you're one of my favorite leaders because you embody that, that people go with. You don't just go do cool shit. You take people yeah. with you to do cool yeah. shit. I'm kind of wondering, like, um, what would you tell somebody uh, who's looking to get into an organization uh, that, and then is all in on transformation, but but there isn't a whole lot of transformation going on, right? Because not a lot of people have been lucky as you and some of the other leaders and that they've had organizations who've embraced the change, right? And really leaned in, buckled up and leaned in. Uh, mm-hmm. Some are kind of stuck uh, in, in organizations that are being a little stubborn. Is there any advice you might give uh, somebody who's sort of looking to you know become a change agent? I mean, I, I think you've got to be a disruptor. I mean, if you really are working for an organization that might be reluctant to change or just a little conservative, I guess, in, in their approach, traditionally, when you come in, you are an expert at what you do, right? So if we've got someone in the TA space, you, you know recruiting. Now, a lot of people think they know recruiting, um, and we all know that that's, it's just a very different game. So you got to find and bring your voice in and be that change agent in a way that really educates, because I think that there are just some assumptions that are made. Um, perception is our reality to manage, but you can help drive that narrative. So if you're really a big part of saying, here's what could be, and here's what is, and find your way to navigate how to get there together. I don't know. I, I don't want to say that it's simple because it's not, but that's at least your starting point. And I think a lot of times, especially if you're a new leader, it's hard for people to find their voice there. And do you really want to like, what do you want to hit your post on? And are you possibly going to put it on the wrong thing? So I just think you have to be bold and go for it. Yeah, just just lean right in on your own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love it. Good stuff. Well, Tara, you got, you're going to take us out here. I know we're right before the holiday. Your background is putting me to shame. It looks way more festive. <laughs> I love you. it. I didn't. I, sh- I have a poinsettia upstairs. I should have just drugged that down here. You really should have. <laughs> <laughs> you got plans uh, wrapping up the new year? You t- you're taking some time off? You Obviously, you're not going to Switzerland, but... I'm not, unfortunately, yes, uh, doing some local things. I mean, I, I believe in supporting the local arts, uh, attending some holiday, you know, plays that are happening at some local uh, places and the orchestra events. So for me, it's spending the time with friends and family, uh, incredibly important. So just getting a pause moment, because we all know that as crazy as this show is, still going to be the same thing. So 2022 is kind of getting getting really ready and refreshed in your mind in a place that's ready to hit the ground running. So that's what I'm going to do. I really appreciate you not saying 2022 is going to be our year. Uh, I yeah, think everybody just no. needs to slow down, walk Stop softly, 
Walk softly <laughs> into 2022. We're not over-promising anything. Exactly. All right, Tara, it's always great to see you. Thank you so much for wrapping up one of our last podcasts of the year. We really appreciate your time and joining on the show. It's always wonderful to have you on. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. You got it. For those of you who are on live and for those who are listening, if you listen in time, uh, we've got a couple more meetings coming up. Last real meeting of the year is our EMEA recruiting. Uh, We're going to do a connector on December 15th. So that is right around the corner. Anybody uh, within CXR who is an EMEA member uh, is going to be able to join that. And we're asking, you can bring a plus one as we close out the year. So even if they're not a member, we're inviting them to that conversation. That'll be a lot of fun. And then also on December 15th, it's a busy, busy day. Uh, we're doing a live community update. I'll kind of give a state of the union. If you've missed the other three, uh, it's kind of boring. It's just me. There's no guest, but I'll rattle through a couple of the changes and updates we've done this year. Uh, and then lastly, I want to share December 17th. If you are not a member of our book club, shame on you. You should be. It's open to anybody, but we've got a funny one that we're coming through. It's still not too late. You can join us. It's Holidays on Ice, a little bit of an essay, short stories. Uh, so you can join that and have a lot of fun with us uh, coming up. So until then, we hope to see everybody at cxr.works and the community site and any of our social media platforms. And we wish everybody a fantastic and super safe holiday season. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.